Hello and welcome to the Sick Podcast, Giant Central. Y'all already know it's the sickest New York Giants podcast on the planet, universe, multiverse, brother, it does not matter. Welcome to episode 22, going to be breaking down the Giants' depressing, embarrassing, disgraceful loss to the Dallas Cowboys and why things are looking pretty rough for Brian Dable right now. Let's get into it. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to the sick podcast, Giants Central. Incomplete, and the ball game's over, and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. The sickest New York Giants podcast. It's going to be sick. All right, y'all. In the NFL, we always got the pretenders, we always got the contenders, and now we're more than halfway through the season, and DraftKings Sportsbook is still pumping out unbeatable offers every game. New customers can bet just 5 bucks on anything to score 200 smackaroos instantly in bonus bets, and baby DraftKings ain't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweeter offer every game day. So get in on that football action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, of course, and download the app now to use code 6sports. Again, new customers can bet just 5 bucks on anything to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code 6sports. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Or if you're in New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY at 467-369. With that out of the way, like I said, going to be getting that Cowboys-Giants Week 10 breakdown. I said on last episode that I thought it could be the worst season of uh, the the worst game of the Giants season, if not the worst. Like It's going to be ugly, and boy, I was right. But hey, the Giants scored not one but two touchdowns that's that's improvement right there but in all reality like I have no feelings towards this team right now I said it last episode I think I honestly might have said it the, the week before I'm so numb to the Giants at this point like I never really try to let football affect my emotions in like a negative way anyways but like I just don't feel anything when I'm watching these games. Obviously, there's no excitement like it's cool to see I'll get into a Sterling Shepard score his first touchdown of the year but like even then, like I'm not jumping out of my seat or anything. Um, yeah, like w- you aren't gonna see me getting angry on this episode. I already don't to begin with that often, but from this point on, probably gonna be pretty chill. But getting into the actual game now, gonna go over uh the pot the positives. There are there are no positives from this game, but some of the better plays, including I already said Sterling Shepard got his first touchdown of the season, but so did Lawrence Cager here, as I'm going to pull up on the screen right now. The only really like good drive for the Giants all game long, and it was actually, again, capped off by Lawrence Cager touchdown. So Tommy DeVito is going to take the snap play action, and this is a weird play for me because you see the three defenders on the right side of the field. Lawrence Cager is right here, number 83. And so you have Daniel Bellinger running, I think it was just a basic hitch route. But all three of the Cowboys defenders kind of bite on it. Like the two linebackers here and then the safety whose eyes are completely on Tommy DeVito. And no no one's paying attention to Lawrence Cager, which is weird because 
I like Daniel Bellinger. Lawrence Cager is kind of a more of a threat as a receiver. I wouldn't say he's like a star receiver, but like that's what he does. And he's basically just going to slip underneath the coverage again. No one notices him. Catch it. Easy touchdown. Untouched. The first score of the game. And again, the only real positive I can really take away from this game other than I think Cordell Flott had an interception that I'm going to talk about momentarily. Um, Again, Sterling Shepard got his first touchdown. I talked about him. I had a whole like section on Sterling Shepard on one episode because like the guy is one of my favorite giants of all time. He's been around on this team longer than anyone else at this point has consistently been one of, if not the best locker room presences on the team. And it was, it was great to see him finally get rewarded with a lot of the, I guess you could say BS of like not really getting snaps at all. And the other positive, I mentioned it, Cordell Flott's interception. I'll pull up right now. It, it wasn't really like, an absurd play from Cordell Flott, but it was just like the dude was awful this game. I'm going to break down the defense overall. And he did make like a nice read. Dak shouldn't have thrown this ball. So you have Cordell Flott right here. The Giants are running zone. I, I'm not going to try and break down what exact zone because I this game, I want to forget it. And it's basically the Giants kind of, it, it was like a hybrid, I guess, of zone and man because you're going to see when Dak throws the ball, Dane Belton was covering the targeted receiver, but then flat right here, eyes right on Dak Prescott, just reads where he's throwing, breaks off of his man, runs over, easy interception. And you're going to see on the return here, he's going to make it a good bit. He brings it down to about the 12-yard line, and the Giants didn't fucking capitalize off of it. They didn't They didn't do a thing with the, with the ball. They went four and out because they went for it on fourth down on the Cowboys four and didn't even get a fucking yard. Like... It, it, you take a positive and you turn it into a negative because you fucking suck. Like that's the, the this that's all I have for positives. The rest of this section all about negativity because boy, this game was bad. No one played good this game. I'm gonna get that out of the way right now. And the only players who I can say might have played well, that being Saquon and Andrew Thomas, both got hurt. Thomas, ooh, excuse me was dealing with a hamstring injury that he suffered week one against the Cowboys finally came back last week. Yeah. Played well. And then now finally comes back and got his leg rolled up. He did. I heard a report that he tried to enter the game on like their final or second to last drive, but the training staff basically told him like, no, which I mean, they shouldn't, they should have kept him out. That's a good decision, but it is good that he was apparently able to play. And I hope that he's good to go because he's obviously like he's one of the best tackles in the NFL. So it's pretty important that he's, you know, consistently on the field. Saquon had a couple of plays where he came up limping and he also had a season low in touches, which I just don't fully understand. I, I at this point, I feel like the Giants are kind of giving into the whole tanking mindset of like, we're not making the playoffs, and if we can get a top three pick, we can take one of Caleb Williams or Drake May and potentially turn around the entire franchise. So maybe that's what they're doing. I don't know. But overall, this felt like a game, and my dad texted me this you know, during it. This felt like a game coached by Joe Judge. And I'll get into it in a little bit, but I'm really not happy with Brian Dable and the decisions he's making, his personnel, all that. There's just no, there's no aggressiveness. There's no creativity. Almost 
any spark of anything we saw last season in terms of like good play calling, good personnel usage is just gone. And it's really not fun to watch. Yeah, the situation with injuries and all that isn't good. Like Tommy DeVito's playing quarterback. And I will say he was fine for an undrafted free agent. He wasn't good. Like, let's get that out of the way. Both his touchdowns were like easy, like simple reads that any quarterback in college or NFL should be able to make. Um, And he did throw an interception this game, which was just a stupid throw. It was like just a deep pass to Jalen High and a double coverage at Deron Bland. Deron Deron Bland picked off who I guess is having like an absurd season. Like I, I was looking up his numbers and stuff after I saw he got the interception and like, dude's pretty fucking good. Um, I just, I'm not going to go too deep into the offensive negatives because there's too many to count. And for my sanity, I really don't want to, but defensively considering how good this team looked just a couple weeks ago, like this is pretty worrisome. Like everything about the defense was bad. There was no pass rush that like Dak had all day in the pocket. And I said last time that the Cowboys still have a good offensive line, but they don't have that like cream of the crop best offensive line in the NFL. Like they've had in years prior, you know, and it just didn't matter because I said that I really wanted to see Kayvon Thibodeau attack Terrence Steele, who was allowed like six or seven sacks on the season. Kayvon Thibodeau went out with a concussion and the Giants overall, no sacks, only had four quarterback hits, both of two of which came from Dexter Lawrence. Dexter has really been the only pot was maybe the only positive on defense. I mean, Bobby O'Carrick, he was fine. He got toasted on a, like a fucking Jake Ferguson touchdown, but there's, there's just nothing good for this defense in terms of coverage. I mean, fuck dude like i had a lot of hope <laughs> a lot of hope for uh deontay banks and cordell Flott like stepping up because i think these two these guys could very well be like big parts of the giants future and they were fucking terrible Dak's a good quarterback don't get me wrong but how, why are we letting him throw for 404 yards and four touchdowns that's fucking embarrassing Again, Dak's a good quarterback. He's a I won't say he's a great quarterback because I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a very good quarterback. But he just shouldn't be having that kind of game, especially against a defense that has looked so good as the season gone has gone on. CeeDee Lamb and Brandon Cooks just did whatever they wanted this game. Uh CeeDee Lamb at eleven uh catches for 151 yards and a touchdown. Cooks had nine for 173 and a touchdown. It, it it didn't matter who who was guarding them. They were they were shitting on them, like which was just it was just annoying to watch because Brandon Cooks like it was like a moderately big storyline that the Cowboys had traded for him because like there's a whole issues of him like requesting a trade, then not requesting a trade, and then the Texans wanted to trade him, then they didn't want to want to trade him in the off season, and then they finally did sending him to the Cowboys for like nothing. Um. He just hasn't done much this week and then or this season. And then out this week has one of the best games of his career, which is just annoying. I was really hopeful again for banks to have a bounce back game because he's looked really rough these last four weeks and it just didn't happen. And again, considering how well he played week one against the Cowboys, just not, not a good thing to see. And he, I'm pretty sure Deontay Banks got hurt this week, which speaking of which, I just want to go over all the players that got hurt this game alone. 
Saquon Barkley, Jalen Hyatt, Andrew Thomas, Kayvon Thibodeau, Deontay Banks, and I could very easily be missing four, but regardless, that's five very important players on both sides of the ball. And I'm going to dive into my little deranged conspiracy theory on why the Giants are injured so much, and I think it's because of fucking Ronnie Barnes. This guy is fucking 71 years old, and I'm going to be honest, I really just don't think he he might be as like knowledgeable on modern medicine techniques as he should be because again the dude is 71 years old and has been with the Giants since like 1980 I think like I don't know like I don't know shit about medical like I'm just a loser on a podcast complaining but the point is these injuries are fucking ridiculous man week in week out there's just something new that happens and it just always ruins a giant season Last year, we got lucky where, like, yeah, there were some injuries, like Saquon missed time and all that, but it wasn't bad enough to where it killed the season like it is now because Andrew Thomas has missed most of the season. Daniel Jones is now done for the year. Saquon missed time. Jalen Hyatt now might miss time. Like, everyone is getting hurt. The entire offensive line as the season's gone on has missed time. Like, it, it, it's just, I, I, at this point, I feel like it's either Ronnie Barnes being a decrepit old bastard or the Giants are just cursed because I really don't understand how they the injuries just keep happening. Um, Back to the defense, the last little point I'll say, the only positives, there aren't enough. There are no positives. The only ones I could say are the interceptions, and even then we already broke down Cordell Flotts, and Darnay Holmes was just Cooper Rush being Cooper Rush, threw it into double coverage on a hitch route and just should not have been thrown and, I don't I don't even like seeing Darnay Holmes on the field. He's just he's not very good. And the Giants, they they didn't give him any chances this year. But like the last like two years prior, they have given him so many chances to like finally break out, especially after the training camp he had last season. And he was just he's been garbage. But honestly, I got nothing else on this game. I won't say it lived up to my expectations of it being the worst of the season, but it was definitely up there, probably second or third worst. And now to my section, I want to talk about with Brian Dable and a bit on Joe Judge uh, in general. Um, A lot of people have been wanting to see Joe Judge or Joe Judge. Oh, wow. Oh, that just brought back. I don't know why I said Joe Judge. Brian Dable. A lot of people have been wanting to see Brian Dable get fired. I think I said it because it's it's just a repeat of like showed flashes of greatness in season one, then fucking sucks in season two. Um, but yeah, I don't want Brian Dable fired. I'll get I'll get that straight across the point. But he's made a lot of questionable decisions, whether it be like overall timeout usage deciding to kick it with an injured kicker when you need just one yard to beat the Jets, the stupid fucking challenge he had at the start of this game, and just like overall decisions of when and when not to go for it on fourth, personnel decisions, like not being truthful about, completely truthful about injuries and things going on in in press conferences. And it's just stuff that like, come on man like you are supposed to be like the coach to turn things around and I know that Giants fans have been saying that for a long time now but still it's not a good thing to see the Giants would be silly to fire him so soon but I will say if the team has the same sort of energy and are just are underperforming early on in next season then at that point it might be fine to let him go but then again like I don't like anyone 
on this coaching staff to be the next head coach. I don't want maybe Wink Martindale. I don't think would be terrible. I definitely don't want Mike Kafka to be a head coach. I don't think he's experienced enough. I don't think he's even a good enough offensive coordinator. Wink Martindale. He's not my favorite defensive coordinator. He's pretty good though. And he has enough experience. He's won Super Bowls to the point where it's like, if the giants were to fire Brian Dable, I'd probably would just want wink to be the interim head coach until they find someone else. Um, as for Joe Shane, I'd still give him more time. I'll say he hasn't really made too many bad decisions other than maybe the Daniel Jones extension. You can talk about that all, that all you want. But even then, he made it easy to get out of after next season, which is something that Dave Gettleman or any other like Jerry Reese even would not have done. Those were two very like emotionally attached guys with their players and would sign them to like big time deals that they should not have been getting. Like respectfully, Eli Manning is my favorite giant of all time. That dude was making a lot of money that he probably shouldn't have been making because of the emotional attachment with both Jerry Reese and the Mara family. So it's nice to see Joe Shane not really do that with Daniel Jones and something that has bothered me the way he's doing it with Saquon Barkley. Because this is the one thing that has really bothered me like all season long between Brian Dable and Joe Shane. And that's just the overall treatment of Saquon. I know the paying or not paying a running back, it's a league-wide thing. But with the Giants specifically, this has really bothered me. Because like, let me get this straight. You don't treat Saquon like the franchise guy he is in the offseason. You refuse to give him a real contract to the point where he basically just accepts a deal that pays him slightly more than the franchise tag. But the second the season starts, you give him an absurd workload, treating him like that franchise back you refuse to pay. And now he's dealing with a ton of smaller injuries. He's going to have wear and tear issues towards the end of this season and maybe in the next year. So now... After seeing how important he is to the offense, now do you pay him? If you do, how much? Because you know he's going to want more that now that he's basically solidified that he is that guy for this offense under this new regime. Like, he knows that now, and he's going to want more. Like, it's just that is like the one thing where it's like, what the fuck? And this whole problem. Could have been solved if you just signed the dude to a two to three year deal this offseason. He might have wanted a ton, but like it was pretty clear from the reports that him and his agent were willing to negotiate to the point where like it could have worked out for both sides very well. So honestly, I, I just I don't I don't get it. I'm not a I'm not a sports manager. It's not something I want to be, but like just looking at it from like an outside in perspective, it's something that I've never really understood. Like I was excited when Saquon got his contract because I like I just wanted him back. But like even then I was like, I feel like it would have been just been smarter to pay him not long term. Like don't give him a four or five year contract, give him a two to three. But all I'm going to say is watching how things are going to unfold next season is going to be really interesting because you have a lot of guys that are going to be hitting the free agent market, including Saquon. And I'm just so excited but fucking terrified for it but with that being said that's where i'm going to cut this episode off please remember to like comment subscribe hit that notification bell so you're reminded every time we release a new episode thank you all so much for watching again and i will see y'all in the next one 
And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Giant Central, on YouTube, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.